Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. This is Mamma Mia Daily, the stories you need to hear today, read by the women who wrote them. I'm Melody Tay, editor of mamamia.com.au, and on today's show, life lessons as told by a newly minted 21-year-old. But first how one woman's relationship with her body changed after having a baby. The Live Women Are Told About Getting Your Body Back After Giving Birth Written by Zoe Rochford and read by me, Jess Kingston The day I did my first positive pregnancy test was the first day I can remember that my body didn't feel quite like my own. As it happens, I was halfway through a glass of lukewarm white wine at the time When the shock finally started to subside, I tipped the rest of it down the bathroom sink. That was the first decision I made on behalf of our shared accommodation. The body which had always been my house, but was now, suddenly, also my son's. Women understand that pregnancy and birth are physical experiences. They take over your entire body. There is almost nothing that we do to our bodies during pregnancy which we don't consider also being done to our babies. We monitor what we eat and drink what medications we take, the beauty products we use, the way we move our bodies. And for months on end, we restrict caffeine, cut out alcohol, abandon strenuous exercise and swear off sushi. And then, in a final effort, we either push or have pulled this baby out of us in what can only be considered the single most physical, most bodily act on earth. And then, afterwards? Well, I expected the physical part to be over. Without ever buying into the narrative that women need to bounce back to their prepartum figures, I took it as a given that I would get my body back in the most literal sense. It would belong to me again, and not to anyone else. In the months leading up to my son's birth, I was told many things about the fourth trimester. Over and over, I heard the same mantras. That my sleep would be disrupted, that breastfeeding might be difficult, that babies can be hard to settle. I heard those things but I didn't put the whole puzzle together until he was finally in my arms. The physicality of being a mother isn't over the moment your baby enters the world. In fact, the reality of being a new mother is every bit as physical as pregnancy. Forget hit. Try the sheer effort of heaving a pram to the boot of your car while humming a lullaby. Forget pumping iron. Try the phantom weight of your baby in your arms, even when they're in someone else's. Forget marathon running. Try long walks with a pram on feet you can barely feel and still can't really see, wearing clothes either too tight or too loose and with no time to replace them. And then, as your baby grows, you become a one-woman show, all singing, all dancing, all the bloody time. Like a champion weightlifter, your baby packs on the pounds and you muscle up to compensate. Now you're lifting them in and out of the bath, 
You're rocking a bouncer with one hand and cooking dinner with the other. You're throwing them in a carrier on your front and heading out into the world to get things done. Now, your once placid baby is biting, scratching, kicking, needing at you every waking moment of every day. You might be losing weight or gaining it. You might look the same as you did pre-pregnancy or entirely different. But no matter what well-meaning friends might say, you don't have your body back. Not yet. Maybe not ever. As I write this, my first baby is 10 months old. No matter what the magazines say, my body belongs to him as much as it ever did when I was pregnant. He considers everything I wear and every accessory I own his personal playground. He grabs, pinches, sucks, pulls and stomps. He lives in our house, but in reality, he lives on me, attached to me. There is nothing about this I would change. Being my baby's home is the best feeling in the world. I hope I can be his safe space forever. But my post-baby body? Well, it isn't quite the way I imagined it. The truth is, it still isn't mine at all. The Life Lessons Everyone Should Learn by 21 by me, Emma Gilman. When I turned 21 earlier this year, it was a huge milestone for me. In my eyes, 21 was the marker of adulthood and I was very suddenly filled with wisdom to impart on anyone in my vicinity. Growth begins where your comfort zone ends, I'd yell at school kids as I drove past. The future is long and bright. I know, I know, I can hear you rolling your eyes already. You're so young. You have such a long life ahead of you. How much can you really know at 21? Not much, actually. You're probably right. But indulge me for a minute, because I believe there are some very valuable things you learn in your teens and early 20s that, I'd hope, build the foundations for a prosperous life ahead. And it'd be rude not to share some of my wisdom with you right now. Number one, romantic relationships will come and go. Invest in your friendships. So, this one took me a good while to learn. But please take it from me. You probably won't be with your high school boyfriend forever and you're wasting precious friendship bonding time by spending every waking minute with them. Number two, people don't think about you the same way you do. Speak up. Do the thing. People are not sitting around waiting for you to f*** up. In fact, they'd probably love to hear what you really think. We're all far too distracted thinking about ourselves to worry about others anyway. Number three, the expensive tuna is worth it. I've tried other brands. Serena Tuna just hits different, and if it means spending a few more dollars on my weekly shop, so be it. Number four, being cool is a capitalist scam that limits creativity. Most cool and trendy things exist to make super rich people richer and to dampen individuality. Give it up. Be yourself as you so please. Number five, listen more. God, I used to love talking about myself. Well, I still do, but at least now I'm more self-aware. If you're anything like me, you can never listen enough, but it takes practice. Buy yourself a drink and just keep sipping on it, but just stop talking for one moment. Number six, you'll make the same mistake at least three times. Hi, I'm Emma and I'm a serial parking fine offender. I know what I'm doing when I park in a two hour spot, knowing I'll be closer to three, or when I don't pay for a ticket because parking in Sydney is outrageous and the council doesn't really need my money, but it backfires every single time, and I always beat myself up about it. Then I discovered something. You'll probably make the same mistake three times. Maybe for you it's parking fines, or maybe it's going for the artsy boy who uses his ulti vibe as an excuse to gaslight you. But every time you make that same mistake, you learn a little more not to do it, 
and hopefully by round four, you've got it in the bag. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mamma Mia Daily. And for more from our writers, check out their profile links in the show notes. I'm Melody Tay, editor of mamamia.com.au. The show's producer is Claire O'Halloran and our audio editor is Tom Lyon. We'll be back tomorrow with the stories you need to hear read by the women who wrote them. See you then. If you believe in what we do here at Mamma Mia and you want to support a purpose-driven women's media company, consider being a Mamma Mia subscriber. There's more information in our show notes.